0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the 4th Quarter Breakdown Podcast. My name is Sebastian Diaz. I break down the 4th Quarter of NBA games and talk about some plays, key moments, and big uh, my takeaways from games. And getting right back to it, I'm going to be talking about Philly versus Boston Game 4. Um, so before leading up into the 4th Quarter, Philly was uh, basically in full control of the game. Jason Tatum had a slow first half. He had just two points in the first half, and then he finally picked it up towards the second half. And Boston just kept, you know, hanging around there. Philly tried to put them away. At one point, I think the largest lead was 14 points, but Boston was hanging in there. And by the fourth quarter comes, they brought it down to single digits, and eventually they took the momentum, slowly towards it Boston's way. And then that's when, you know, things got very exciting to watch. Um... Uh, One thing to notice right away was James Harden. Phenomenal game. Game one, took over, won the game on the road for Philly without Embiid. Game two and three, Harden was a no-show. Did, did, like, I wouldn't say nothing, but basically did nothing to help the team win. Couldn't find a shot, was trying to get Embiid back after coming off the injury. You know, he's getting his MVP back in Philly game three. He was trying to get Embiid involved a lot and just refused to look for his own shot. And today, you know, or not today, but I would say yesterday, uh, James Harden was looking for Embiid in the pick and roll action, but he also was looking for his own shot a lot rather than just focusing and passing the ball, dishing it in the paint. And the Philly looks a lot better on the offense when they're not just dishing it to Embiid in the paint by the free-throw line, and it's just all looking at him, hoping for him to make a move or kick it out to a corner for a three. And, you know, they they did try to do that in my eyes in the fourth quarter. I saw Embiid, um, you know, get the ball top of the key, and rather than Grant Williams playing um defense on Embiid today, or yesterday, uh, Horford played defense on him, and he was locking up Embiid for the most part. Embiid had a great game. You know, he finished the game with I want to say 32 points. Um, let me pull up the numbers here. He, he finished the game with 34 points in bead. which, you know, that's still an amazing game. Is not saying like Horford completely locked him down for the whole game. But on three different possessions, Horford blocked and in the fourth quarter. There was uh, two of them that stood out to me a lot. One was Smart was on Embiid, they got the mismatch, they gave Embiid on top of the key, he was backing him down, and he got through Smart, and then Horford came, I think he was guarding someone from the corner, he dropped down and blocked Embiid, and then I think he came back after that block and dunked and that gave him the lead, Boston. And after that block, Embiid kind of looked like flustered and exhausted. Like he's like, I don't know what else to do. I tried everything, and I just can't figure something out to get this ball in the bucket right now, and or in the basket. And another play was when Embiid had the ball. He was um, by the free throw line. He couldn't get back. Uh, he couldn't get through Horford to drive him in the paint. Instead, he decided to shoot it as a regular jump shot. And usually, Embiid what makes him so good is that he can shoot over anyone because he's like seven foot one, seven foot two, and no one can really guard him. And Horford just went straight up and blocked his jump sh- jump shot with ease. And you know, those two plays stood out to me a lot because I think that changed. Um, Embiid's approach in the fourth quarter Where he was more pass first Because he was you know he already got blocked By Horford three different times in the You know crunch time in the fourth And after that to me I saw him you know trying to post And he couldn't get through Horford he would just kick it out to Bias Harris in the corner hoping for Harris to make A move and there Was one possession actually I think Um what was it It was a three point game Uh well I think it was like 107 104 and Er, or no, I think it was one five, one two actually. Embiid had the ball, couldn't figure anything out. Dishes it out to um Harris in the left corner. Harris tried to make a move. I think he hits a floater, misses it, and PJ Tucker gets the rebound, gets an and one, and bails out Embiid because Embiid was a struggling, couldn't get anything going, and that and one actually like you know completely uh moved the momentum towards uh Philly side. Because, like I was saying, the whole time, Philly had the momentum the whole game. They had full control. They are up by 14 at some point. But Boston kept hanging around there. And they switched momentum towards their side. And, you know, like, uh have kept, you know, gassing, the, like, foot on the pedal. Just kept, you know, putting pressure on Philly. And the fans were getting restless. They were getting nervous. And one player that actually um kept scoring and, you know, kind of, took some pressure off like all right let's relax we're not gonna let them get full control i'm gonna hit buckets here and there it's not gonna be flashy but i'm gonna score with james harden i mean he had a phenomenal game like i mentioned he had 42 points eight rebounds and nine assists almost a a triple double and he also had four steals in the defensive side that's huge for them um but yeah for to me it was you know uh my two biggest takeaways was uh Joel Embiid's um performance in crunch time specifically in the fourth corner and in overtime and James Harden's just complete superstar performance. Um yeah, so like breaking down the plays like I said right there that and one by PJ Tucker that puts it to 105-105 and then I think um someone scores on Boston side and then Beak or James Harden comes back, hits a floater and ties up the game. And this is when you know, there's a lot of controversy about the no timeout called by Joe Mazzulla for Boston. And I personally liked it. At least the first no timeout decision, like in the fourth quarter, because to me, it's kind of like I trust my team. You know, they they know each other more. They know all the plays. If I see like they had the momentum, they feel confident not to draw up their own play without me needing to call a timeout, then I'm going to let them play. And if Marcus Smart hits the shot. Nobody is talking about, oh, Joe Mazzola got outcoached or it was a bad decision. Why didn't he call a timeout? But, you know, everyone's talking about it right now. It's a bad decision. And we'll get to the overtime decision not to call a timeout on that last play. But specifically talking about the fourth quarter, I saw no problem in it because Marcus Smart got the open look. Yeah, you don't want, you know, Marcus Smart to take the last shot to win the game for you in the playoff game when you have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. But at the same time, Philly, you know, they gave the ball to Tatum. Tatum drove on the left side and Philly doubled on him, basically daring someone else to beat them. They're like, we're not going to let Jason Tatum beat us. He's your star player. He's not taking the last shot. Well, we're going to double him. Either he's going to shoot over a double team, which, you know, most likely won't go in. Or we're going to force someone else, another player, to be open that's not Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and force them to beat us. And that's what Philly did. And Boston got a wide open look and it just didn't fall in. To me, that was the right decision not to call a timeout. They got the look. Jason Tatum, that was a great play. He decided to dish it out to Marcus Mark. He saw he was open ran and forced a shot and double team. And it just didn't fall in. Simple as that. To me, I think that was a good idea and it didn't and didn't work out. Didn't work out. Go to overtime. Um But yeah, before we actually talk about overtime, uh I just want to talk about also Boston's like um focus and the resilience to come back after being down fourteen at some point in the game. They were I don't I'm not exactly sure, but I'm pretty sure they were down double digits in the fourth quarter at some point. But they went on a 13-on-4 f- run to tie the game, finally, after being down the whole game in the fourth quarter. And for me, why I like Boston in the series, regardless of the outcome of this game, was their play by their role players. Um, Like I said, Jason Tatum had a slow first half. And he just finished the game with 24 points. And Jalen Brown started the game red hot. He was on fire. He got himself in foul trouble. I'm not sure if anyone remembers, but in the first quarter, he had two fouls right away. And he's like, Nah, coach, leave me in. And Joe Mazzola trusted him, and he left him in. And Jalen Brown went on to score, I think, like five, seven straight points right after that. And, you know, to me, that's why I really like Boston and their culture, because the coach believes in his players. He trusts them and they, you know, they take that trust and they, you know, they basically say, all right, I, I, I see that you trust me. We're not going to let you down. We're going to play our hardest. We're going to do everything we can to do right. If we, you know, they don't hit shots, they don't hit shots, but they're going to make the right decisions. And I don't think they played bad basketball, Boston. They played really great. It's just, you know, this two star players didn't have the best performance. Jason Taylor shot one from six from three, nine for 20 overall. Yeah, he had eighteen rebounds and six assists, so he made up. Um, you know, his lack of offense, he made it up in other ways by the boards, assists, and he even had four blocks. And Jalen Brown just finished the game with twenty three points, which you know, it's not like it's a terrible game, but it's a great game still. But from a star player like Jalen Brown, you're you're gonna really want like thirty plus points from them, and. But like I was talking before, the role players, that's why I really like them, because regardless of those two star players not being able to score 30 points, one of them, the, you know, the other players stepped up, Al Horford, 10 points, Marcus Smart, 21 points, Derek White, 12 points, Malcolm Brogdon, 19 points. That's six players in double digits right there, as opposed to Philly's side, where they only had three players in double digits, being Harden, 42, Maxi 14, and Embiid, 34 points. After that, the next highest scorer player was Tobias Harris with nine points. Like, to me, that just shows Boston is a better, more well put together team, but Philly can win the series if James Harden plays like James Harden in game one and game four. I don't expect him to you know score 40 plus points every single game, but you're gonna want Houston Superstar MVP James Harden to show up in these games. And to me, I don't see the consistency. I mean, we clearly didn't see it in two in game two and three. He didn't show up, he played very poorly. Embiid can get his buckets. To me, it seems like he's still trying to get back in shape. He's still trying to recover from the injury. It's still bothering him, but he's pushing through it. But I just don't see how he can keep up the pace. I don't think MB can carry Philly to beat Boston. It's going to have to be James Harden to carry Philly to beat Boston because Embiid is getting gassed out a lot. In these last two games in the fourth quarter, I saw him bent over, grabbing his knees, hoping for a timeout or a commercial break so he can sit down and catch his breath. And, you know, it's easy for, you know, someone like me to say that while watching TV, like, oh, he looks exhausted. He needs to run faster. He needs to play harder. It's tough. But that's what I see and that, that's just my opinion like I don't think he can carry the team because he's exhausted he, he's trying to get back into shape into playoff shape and he just he's not there yet will he get there I don't know because history tells us he won't get there because of injuries something like he may be like we don't know we just don't know but history has shown us like injuries always you know catches up to him in the playoffs and it prevents him from reaching his full like potential and seeing what he can do in, in a deep playoff run but that's why philly brought on james harden they wanted the houston james harden mvp triple double machine and they got him in game four they're gonna need him for game five six and if there is a game seven in order to win the series but yeah going into overtime now uh Maxi had a quick bucket in overtime. They won the tip off. He scored right away. Set the tempo. He wanted to play fast, and I like that. And um, you know, they kind of kept going back and forth, back and forth. Like I said, James Harden was keeping the team in the game the whole time. He kept scoring, scoring, scoring to tie up the game, making sure Boston didn't take a big lead. Um, and right away, I just want to say. Jason Tatum, three, when he pushes off Maxi with his, uh, what was his right arm or his left arm, he extends it to push him off, hits a three, and he puts them up by two. That was a ridiculous no call. I don't understand how that's not an offensive foul. The referee's right there looking at them, like, to, like at Jason Tatum, push him off. Like, he's easily pushing Maxie off right in front of the referee, and he doesn't call it. Like, I just, like... I get it in the playoffs, you wanted to play on, you know, it's just play ball. You don't want to make big fouls, dis- like, like call the whistle on, on plays that could alter their outcome in the game. But at the same time, in the fourth quarter, they called Tucker on a trip on Marcus Smart. So he hit two clutch free throws that put them up too with about like a minute or a minute and a half left in the fourth quarter. That could have sealed the game if Philly didn't hit a shot to tie it up after that. But, you know, they had no problem calling that. But they won't call Jason Tatum pushing off Maxi and had that be a turnover going the other way. Like I don't get it, but whatever. It's you know, it it ended up not being the deciding factor of the game. So if it, if uh Boston did win this game, I think everybody would be talking about the no call on Jason Tatum rather than Joe Mazzulla not calling a timeout. Um, but yeah, and like I said, Embiid his struggles continue even in overtime. There was one specific play where he got it and won, um, and you know the crowd went crazy. Finally, looked like he, you know, he was about to get his confidence back. He got the momentum back, and then they reviewed it. Offensive foul, turnover, went back to Boston, and just like that, you saw him be confidence and his like demeanor just go down, and props to Embiid, because even though he wasn't getting his shots, like, he couldn't find his offense, and he was just dishing the ball out, and he looked flustered and tired, he still played great defense, he still was getting boards, like, he didn't bring down the morale um for the rest of the team. And, it, it sounds, you know, dumb to give someone praise like that. But a lot of players today, like whenever their shots are not falling down, they get angry. They start drawing technical fouls and they start complaining. And it brings down the morale of his teammates. And it just ruins the game for the rest of his team. And, you know, Embiid didn't let that affect his teammates, which was good. And yeah, and the now the last, you know, few plays of this game in overtime... I kind of want to break down the decision from Jalen Brown to double and leaving on James Harden open in a corner for a three. I I get the decision in game time action. Looking at it back now, obviously that was a terrible decision to leave Harden open in a corner where he was the only one taking shots. But Embiid had the ball at the top of the key. Jason Tatum was guarding him one-on-one. And Embiid was cl- clearly putting him in the paint and backing him down. And Tatum had no answer. He just didn't have anything to do. He probably was going to have to foul Embiid and put him on the free throw line. And Jalen Brown, his natural instinct has to be, I need to help my teammate. I see there's a mismatch there. Embiid has an easy bucking. Might get to the free throw line. Might even get an and one. I need to drop down and try to block and hope someone else picks up my guy. And These players had to make a a defensive decision like that within half a second. If not, you know, it's too late. Who knows what would happen? He made a decision, decided to double because he saw the mismatch. He left James Harden open. James Harden hits a shot. I get why Brown did it. I would agree why he uh, like I would agree with the decision at the time he did it. Looking back at it now, it was not a great decision. He should have not let James Harden open, considering he's the only one scoring for Philly, on, the only one keeping them in this game, basically in the end of in overtime and in the end of the fourth. But whatever, he hit the shot. Jalen Brown just had to pick his head up and just go back on offense and. Um I see before we move on to the next play, James Harden so clutched this game. He hit that floater to tie it up that sent it to overtime that hits the three-pointer in the corner that puts him up by one and won him this game extremely clutch. I mean, after this last game, game three, we saw Harden trying to shoot and he just couldn't find a shot and he just was scared to shoot at the remaining of the game. He kept passing it out, passing it out. He didn't want to take the shot because like it can't fall down. Then he comes in game four and he he hits two clutch buckets that wins a playoff game for Philly. Like, man, props to James Harden. That was a great game by him. But yeah, so after James Harden hit that three, Joe Mazzola once again doesn't call a timeout and they come up. And, you know, with like, I think they had 10 or 15 seconds left to try to tie the game or win the game with a three. And to me, I I definitely don't like that decision um, just because uh, of how long Boston took to get a formation on their offense. I, I, I like the trust in the teammates. Right, I like to trust again. Like, all right, I, you guys got a great look when we when I didn't call a timeout, and then the fourth quarter we just didn't hit the shot. I'm gonna trust you guys again, and I I get it. I probably wouldn't have wanted to call a timeout as well if I was in Missoula, but when they took about five seconds to just bring up the ball past half court and another five seconds to for everyone to get in the position on the offense, that's at some point. I would have called a timeout before it the, after they reached half court. I would have called a timeout. I'd be like, nah, you guys are too slow. You guys are tired. We need more time to draw up a play. You guys need to think more. But he didn't call a timeout. And it to me that was the wrong decision there for sure. But Tatum did the same exact thing, drove, draw drew the double team, found a wide open Marcus Moore on the right side, and he hit the shot. It was just too late. Like the play worked that's that's the annoying part for Boston like the play worked they found the shot they made the shot it just took them way too long to get information and draw up that play themselves and to me that's what the coach's responsibility is you're supposed to give your team more time help them draw like help them with these plays they run these plays in practice they trust their teammates they know who's going who can make the shot they know who they want to give it to and it, it's like you had to see the writing on the wall there. There was not enough time. They took way too long. You had to call a timeout. I mean, it, I think Boston could have won this game. They should have won this game because of the comeback they did, being down the whole game. It just keep staying in there, staying in there, refusing to go away. But, it sucks. I mean, there definitely was a lot of um, blame to go around. Like, you know Missoula not calling the timeouts in those two last plays um jason Tatum having a terrible first half jalen brown having a great first half and then not so good second half uh marcus mar um, not hitting the first shot that could have won in the game before going to overtime even al horford i think about um two minutes left or a minute and a half or so in the fourth quarter he had a wide open look for three and he would have if he knocked it down it would have put Boston up by 5 and I don't think Philly would have came back down 5 with about a minute and a half left in the fourth because no one else was hitting shots beside James Harden and you know that there's a lot of you know blame to go you know here and there you can look at this one play look at this other play look at this one decision look at the other decision But to me, I think both teams can walk away happy with somewhat of a victory. Philly obviously got the victory. They tied the game 2-2. And Boston, you now know you have the guts, you have the confidence that if you're down big at some point in the game, you're not out of it. So stay in and you guys can turn, you guys can adjust, make in-game adjustments and turn things around and switch some momentum to your side. And you know they 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 were in it by the time the four quarter start i think it was a single digit game already by then but still you know you were down double digits i would say about 70 percent of the game and you guys still made that comeback in philadelphia on the road which is not easy to do with that philly crowd being loud and also you know they they definitely are yelling some things at the boston players but you know that's definitely something to look at think about and just know that you guys are capable of doing that you guys did it you almost won just one or two buckets that sizzle would have went in and you guys would have won the game but you didn't you can't hang your head over it can't take this as a big loss don't be like devastated just bounce back which i think they will i mean they were nba finals last year and they can make it again this year this is a great team they have and yeah that's basically all my thoughts i have about this game it was a great game I think the inconsistency from Boston's defense and even their offense really um, makes this series interesting because James Harden's inconsistency also balances out Boston's inconsistency. So that's why I it's hard to pick a winner. I mean, in my opinion, I think Boston's going to win the series just because of their depth and how they can get double-digit points from their role players. Unlike Philly, they don't have that depth. They can't rely on someone else like James Harden or Joel Embiid. Um, besides those two they don't have anyone else they can rely on Tobias Harris you know has some good games here and there but he doesn't break out in the playoffs really for them Maxi, he he's has the talent he has the capability but to me I feel like he's very much a momentum player he plays great when he, like things are flowing the office is flowing the crowds on his side but yeah, and besides those four players, I mean, who else are you going to look at and at Philly to score? Like, Niang off the bench? I I, I I don't think they have the team Boston has, but James, if we get this James Harden that we got Game 4, and Joel Embiid just plays his game, doesn't, you know, just keeps his confidence, does not back down, Philly will win this series, but... I don't think we will get to James Harden again until maybe game six. I don't think this James Harden will show up game five. I hope I'm wrong because I want to see this series go seven. But that's what makes it interesting that we really don't know what we're going to get from both teams. And yeah, I hope everyone is excited for this series like I am and sees how evenly matched it actually is, regardless of how deep the Boston team is. It's just it's a very exciting series just because we never know if we're going to get this MVP triple double James Harden show up in any moment. And yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy these games and until the next one.